Welcome to the INO podcast. My name is Jasmine and I'll be your host for the foreseeable future. Listen, we've got a great show for you guys today. We are talking about friendship. It is the relationship that never gets talked about. So I think I'm going to just stop telling you guys when I'm going to post. Uh, I feel like every time I tell you guys a date of when I'm going to post, life happens. So I'm just going to be like, hey, surprise, I posted today. It might just have to be like that for a little bit, but thank you guys so much for staying on this journey with me. If you're not already a subscriber, please subscribe to the podcast. I promise you will not get flooded with notifications because as of right now, I don't post as often as I should. So you will at least get that from me. I will not be annoying. Also, be sure to follow me on Instagram. That's ino.podcast on Instagram. So with that, let's get on with the show. So as I stated at the top of the show, we are talking about friendship. Something our culture idolizes is romantic relationships. They're sung about, they're written about, they're given advice on. You literally cannot throw a rock on the internet without hitting a relationship guru right now. That market is incredibly flooded. Where I'm seeing a gap is talking about friendship. We know that whatever space is not being occupied by faith-filled believers, the enemy can get a hold of. And that is why I want to talk about this relationship that's honestly one of our most basic relationships. And yet, I think we're always just assumed to be a good friend, as if we know how to be a good friend. And there's not a class on how to be a good friend. Um, And I think that's something we need. And by we, I just mean society in general. Um, I, I don't know why it's just considered an innate thing that we should know, considering that we literally have counselors for family relationships. We literally have counselors for romantic relationships, but I've never seen someone who's just dedicated to friendship counselors. Normally the friendship counseling that you'll get is, hey, they're toxic, cut them off. Um, but we're going to challenge that idea today. Um, I just believe that not every friendship that might be quote unquote toxic needs to be cut off. They could be for your refinement. And is it really toxic at all? So we're going to dive into that. I'm going to go ahead and tell you now, some of this is going to be, uh, stuff that I've already wrote down. So if it sounds like I'm reading it probably because I am, and some of it's going to be commentary, but, uh, yeah. So I want to bring this to your attention. Don't you think it's kind of odd how many adults are unable to keep lasting, fulfilling friendships? I mean, it's nothing to hear of so-and-so had a falling out with so-and-so. And I don't know if it's because of reality TV. Um, I know I sound old when I talk about it like that, but, you know, part of the drama of reality TV is relationships, rather romantic or friendships falling out. And I don't know if we've just subconsciously taken that as the norm in our society, Uh, but again, it's nothing to hear of friendships falling out. It's just kind of part of our daily life. Like, oh, they don't talk to each other anymore. So-and-so lied about so-and-so. And And we're like, oh, okay, cool. We live in the age right now of Twitter beefs and memes that say, I didn't lose a friend. 
I just realized I never had one. Or growing up means realizing a lot of your friends aren't really your friends. And these are direct quotes that I've found on Twitter and on other social media sites. It can be hard not to take up offense. I mean, a why bother with hard, difficult people has really saturated our culture. It's okay, if they're too difficult, my life's already difficult enough. Why would I bother with difficult people? I just want my friendships, specifically my friendships to just be easy. So what is friendship? And more importantly, how does God want us to be in our friendships? Again, I just feel like this is not talked about enough. When I was going through podcast ideas in my head, friendship came up and I had a piece about going ahead and making an episode about it. And literally that same week, two podcasts that I listened to talked about friendships in some kind of way. So I just find it funny. Friendships must have been on God's heart and mind um, for that week because literally two of my favorite podcasts uh, talked about them. So I want to go ahead and give them a shout out. If you guys are not already following Axel Creative Co., uh, if you listen to this podcast for any amount of time, you have heard me mention Axel Creative Co. or Mercy Culture Church. Axel Creative Co. is a branch from Mercy Culture Church, and it's specifically designed for creatives and people in the creative space to collaborate and to talk about being a creative uh, from a God perspective. So if you're creative... Uh, they're a great resource for you. Uh, another podcast that talked about friendships was actually Jackie Hill Perry's podcast, or I guess I shouldn't call it Jackie Hill Perry's podcast. It is the Perry's, both Preston and Jackie, uh, host this podcast. It's really, really good. It, and they talked more about, uh, what to do when friendships leave the church, when certain friends of yours leave the church what should you as a believer do? It's very insightful. Also, uh, the Perry's have another podcast, uh, earlier, maybe a year or two ago now, maybe two years ago where they talked about friendships in general. So that's another good resource. Uh, go to Spotify, scroll down. You'll at least see two episodes where the Perry's talked about friendship, but you know, I wrote this (laughs) before those two people, we're uh, talking about friendships, but I still stand by what I say. I still feel like uh, friendships are just something we are just supposed to know how to do well. And there really is no training on friendships besides hurt. Um, a lot of us learn how to be better friends by the hurt that happens to us rather than looking into the Bible and figuring out what does God say about our friendships? What does he say about us being a good friend? So I want to start with the most basic classic scripture when it comes to friendships in Proverbs 27, verse 17. It's classic. I'm going to read it to you now. It says, iron sharpeneth iron, so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. So if you are in any, like, I don't know, any church at all, you have probably seen this quote somewhere, posted somewhere. Um, If you were in a team meeting, especially if you worked at a church, oh my goodness, people would just quote this um, because it's true. It's true. The Bible's true. The word of God is true. So um, let's go ahead and deep dive into this verse and specifically this chapter. Now, remember, one of my favorite quotes is we don't just read the Bible. We read the Bible. Thank you, Landon Shot, for that. So it's not enough for us to just read the Bible. We have to study and show ourselves approved 
um, and really dive deep into what the Bible is saying. So let's start with the word countenance. Uh, if you know me at all, you know I love the Strong's Concordance. So the word countenance is 86440 in the Strong's Concordance. It's Hebrew and it means the appearance or the situation or attitude of the affair. So iron sharpeneth iron. So a man sharpeneth the appearance or the situation or attitude of his friend. So let's, you know, look at the word sharpeneth now. It literally just means to grow sharp. So when we reread this, it says, iron sharpens iron so a man sharpens or kind of like refines and we'll get into that later the attitude or the situation of his friend well what does that mean to sharpen well it just means to make better think if it was a sword that you're trying to uh forge a dull sword is worth nothing to you that means it is both you and my job if we are in a friendship type of relationship to make each other better to make each other sharper so what are we making sharper again well the countenance of that friend so the countenance again is the appearance of that friend now this is not a vanity thing we're not nitpicking our friend's style or you need to change this about yourself it is inwardly i am making the appearance of my friend inwardly look better whether that's a the situation because that was another definition i'm making my friend's situation better whether that's a uh through a word of knowledge whether that is praying for them whether that is um an external way i can make their situation better um that is part of my job as a friend it is also the attitude of my friend so when my friend is down when my friend is maybe not uh, trusting in God like how they should maybe they are even doubting their faith it is my job as a friend to sharpen aka make better the appearance the attitude of my friend towards God now one thing that we always do with scripture is we normally just take out a scripture we like and we use it as an inspirational post I'm not saying that that's wrong or right but sometimes we lose historical context sometimes we just lose the context of the sentence in general and we might be missing awesome bites things that god wanted to talk about included into that verse that we took out so we are going to look at a scripture that often does not get referenced but they're basically talking about the same thing and they're actually in the same chapter so stay with me in proverbs 27 but we're actually going to look at verse 6 and i'm reading the nlt version just so you guys know but it says wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy so these two scriptures are both talking about friendship. They're both in the same chapter. So I think it's fine to conclude that they're connected. So now we have two scriptures. We have iron sharpeneth iron. So a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. But before that, we have wounds from a sincere friend are better than many kisses from an enemy. And I think it's interesting to note we have a little bit of violence with both of these. Uh, we're talking about iron sharpening iron. That is uh traditionally what we're looking at is a picture of blacksmithing it is striking it is violent it is metal hitting against metal it's clanging it's a whole bunch of boisterous activity um, for refinement and then we also have wounds from a sincere friend so a, a little bit of uh, violent uh, language that we're using here but I think it's important to note that a friend will wound you 
Now, these wounds are not something that is toxic. It is not something that is attacking. It is not something that brings condemnation, but these wounds from a friend are something for refining. These wounds are not comfortable. These, uh, topics that your friend might bring up about what you've done or what you are doing that is unhealthy are not going to be comfortable. However, they are for your refining. So let's break down this picture of blacksmithing that we have in blacksmithing. I would want you guys actually to go to YouTube and just watch a blacksmith do his thing. First of all, it's kind of interesting. Like, I don't know. It's mesmerizing. I just watch them over and over again. And I'm like, Oh wow. It's been an hour and a half. Um, but what happens in blacksmithing is that they heat up metal in a forge and they are essentially heating up metal and they are hitting one piece of metal, usually a hammer to another, whatever they are forging. Again, it is loud, it is boisterous, it looks uncomfortable to whatever's being forged upon. Um, it is refining, it is bending metal, um, because first and foremost, the metal has to go through heat, intense heat, and then it has to be beaten into the exact dimensions that the blacksmith wants. And I think it's important to note that most of us don't mind being the hammer. Our society has no issue being critical or finding other people's flaws. But very few of us wants to be the sword on the anvil. We have to know that there are going to be times that it is our job to be the hammer. It is our job to correct our friend. It is our job to bring the best out of our friend. Um, and it needs to be done with grace and through Holy Spirit conviction. It doesn't need to be done through, well, I've just seen this in your life and it's kind of getting on my nerves. It is something that is only done when Holy Spirit allows us to do and it's done with grace and truth. Because remember, there will be times where we are the sword. There are going to be times that our friends are going to call us out on things that are uncomfortable, on things that are ruining our lives or bad habits or addictions, whatever the case is. And when we're the sword, we don't want to be hit and condemned and all this other kind of stuff. Uh, we want things to be done to us with grace and truth. So when we are the hammer, we have to remember that one day we're going to be the sword. Maybe it would be good to do this in grace and truth as well, because that's what we would want done to us. Now, going back to our scripture uh, in Proverbs 27, verse six, we have faithful are the wounds of a friend. That word wound can have two meanings. I wanted to do it justice during my research with this word. I couldn't decide between which of the two definitions uh, was correct. So we're just going to use both of them and break them down. So there are two things that happen with a wound. It can be external. It can be a mostly external wound, meaning a scratch, a scrape, something that you can see on the top of your flesh. But then there is the wound internally. These are bruises. This is a bruise that um, maybe you can see on top of the flesh, but really what happens in a bruise is your blood vessel um, gets messed up. <laughs> Sorry to all my uh, medical friends out there. I don't know the exact word, but your blood vessel gets messed up and it bleeds internally and it doesn't reach the surface of the skin. So faithful are the wounds of a friend. These could be internal things that your friend calls out. Internal issues could be emotional help, deliverance, internal healing, uh, your emotional well-being, etc. Um, it could also mean if we're talking about an external wound, it could be external issues. It could be physical healing. It could be giving money, gifts, time, um, lighter things like hanging out. Uh, these are some examples of wounds that a friend 
can mitigate. Now, it's important to note that this scripture is also giving us the difference between a friend and an enemy. An enemy does not care what happens to you. They are indifferent. This could be just somebody that you see at work. They're not technically your enemy, but this is somebody who's indifferent to you. Uh, in our society, the polite thing to do with someone you're indifferent to is to at least be cordial. An enemy does not care about your well-being. They do not care about the calling on your life. Uh, they couldn't care less. Whether they're indifferent or they are actively trying to seek out your demise, they do not care about you. Therefore, they use flattery. A friend will tell you the truth. And we know this in our personal lives. Our friends have access to our more intimate things in our life. And our friends, usually we give them permission if we are healthy and we know how to have healthy friendships to call us out on things that are causing us to stumble. So I wanted to note that the contrast between a friend and an enemy or even just somebody who's indifferent to you. <laughs> like again, in our society, people are just cordial just because that's the polite thing to do, but they really don't care about you. It's just the polite thing to do. Now, we have to ask ourselves this. We have a picture of a blacksmith. We have us either being the hammer or us either being the sword. But who is the blacksmith? Well, that would be God. An ideal friend, according to this passage of scripture, is one who is led by Holy Spirit. So as God is taking the hammer, whoever that is in that relationship at the time, because you should not always be the hammer in your friendship, just like you should not always be the sword in your friendship. That's a mentee mentor type of relationship. If you are always the hammer or if you're always the sword, but if you interchange, that means that you're walking beside each other, you will take turns. And when you are the hammer, it is your job to be wielded by Holy Spirit. This helps ensure that we are not being critical, that we are not being condemning, that we are not just being terrible people that day and just calling our friend out for no reason. But when we are Holy Spirit led, remember his word cuts to the very asunder between bone and marrow. His word is what causes change, not our word outside of him. So if you really wanna see your friend change, if you really wanna see them win like any good friend would, you have to be led by Holy Spirit with what you say because it's only his word that will bring about change. So what do we have here? What we have here is if you have a God-ordained friend, there will be refinement. That is part of a godly relationship. It's hard, tough conversations. It is bringing out the best in you or bringing out the best of your friend which means that there will be uncomfortable conversations and that it is okay by nature because that is how it's designed to do. Now, I'm gonna give you a secret. Every relationship you have in life is for your refinement and for you to get closer to God. Whether that's your boss that you don't like, that is to help you get closer to God. Whether that is your friend, whether that is your mother, sister, brother, whether that is your spouse, every God-ordained relationship is for you to get closer to God. If it is not God-ordained, it is to drag you away from God. Those are really the only two categories. There's not much indifference. It's either with this relationship, I am moving closer to God, or with this relationship, I am being pulled away from God. Now, we are going to get into three steps on how to tell if you've got a God-ordained friend in your life. Number one, if you've prayed and asked God and he revealed them to you, I know that seems very basic. You're like, well, duh, Jasmine. But you, I always want to point you guys back to God and be like, pray about it. 
prayer solves everything. If God tells you, hey, that's your friend, then listen. Uh, and I'll be honest, there's going to be some people um, in your life that maybe you were like, uh, I don't know if that's my friend, God. And he'll have to confirm it in you because this might not be an easy friend. This might not be a friend that you want to be friends with in the natural, but it's for your refinement. And we don't talk about that. We only talk about the friends that it's an even give and take and it's all of, you know, rainbows and butterflies all the time and they fill me up and I fill them up. And there's a place for that. You should have friends that fill you up at the same rate that you fill them up. But at the same time, you may find that God is saying, I want you to be so-and-so's friend. I want you to be his friend. I want you to be her friend. And you're like, God, she's annoying or God, she gets on my nerves, but it is for your refinement and you have to be obedient. Step number two, they are Holy Spirit led in refining. So this person is able to call you out. And when they call you out, you can feel conviction, not condemnation, not like they're judging you and looking down upon you, but conviction, Holy Spirit conviction that makes you want to change. And check number three. Their words and actions cause you to be better. And we're going to read 1 Corinthians 15, 33. And it reads, don't be fooled by those who say such things for bad company corrupts good character. We've heard that. Uh, if you've grown up in the church, you've probably heard that uh, quote before. Um, but it's true. What you're around, you will become what you are around the most. So your friendship should be helping you be better and by be better get closer to God and it could just be um be better financially maybe you have a friend who's really good with their finances and you need help uh their job is to help you get better with your finances um which is a good God thing yeah it doesn't have to be always so spiritual it doesn't have to be like this person is spiritually walking with you but maybe you have a friend that has a talent that you feel called to and um they're helping you with that so now we're going to get into how do you know when to cut off a friend first things first pray and ask God again I'm always going to point you guys back to God that will be first pray and ask God if this is somebody who needs to be in your life or not um one of the things that I liked about Axel Creative Co's host Jasmine Janae uh she talked about how she does a friendship audit or a relationship audit every few times a year I can't remember how often she said she did it but she goes through her list of people that she's connected to and says God who's my friend who's supposed to be my closer friend who's you know what category does this person fit into and it's really helped her have healthier relationships in life because you can steward your time better you know okay this is somebody who God calls my friend so I need to be more intentional and more serious about this relationship than this other girl who's great but I didn't feel a call to her. Number two, try forgiveness first. Um, I wanted to put this in here about when to cut off a friend because as I said at the top of the show, I don't think our society has any trouble cutting off a friend. I think we tend to rush to that first. So I wanted to put it in here. Try forgiveness first before you cut off your friend. Um, so let's look at Colossians 3.13. And it reads, make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. And now I know what some people are probably thinking. Well, just because I've forgiven them doesn't mean I have to be in relationship with them. That is absolutely 100% true. However, I think anything that is good is worth fighting for. If this is somebody who you believe God 
told you this is your friend, I think it's worth fighting for that relationship. And I don't know. We fight for our family relationships sometimes. Um, we definitely fight for marriages. Well, maybe I shouldn't say that. 50% of marriages fail. But Christians are supposed to fight for their marriages. Um, we have to do better with fighting for good things. Um, relationships are work. It doesn't matter if it's a spousal relationship, your family, or your friend. If it's something good, it's going to be worth fighting for. Depending on what the issue is, uh, this is a case-by-case basis, which is why step one is pray and ask God. Um, but if it's something petty, forgive them and let it go. Forgive them and let it go. Because a lot of times when we're offended, it's because of past issues that we've had and it's really not that big of a deal. And maybe your friend didn't mean it that way, but we're so quick to cut people off that we just don't give them a chance to really defend themselves. So try it first. Try forgiveness first. Take them out to lunch. Tell them, hey, what you said upset me. I didn't like it. And uh, see what they say in response. And again, Give them another chance. Uh, We always want grace with God. He gives us a multitude of chances, but for some reason, we give people like one or two chances and we're like, we're done, she's toxic. Or we're done, he's toxic. We're just very quick to write people off and I, I don't think we should be like that anymore. Try forgiveness first. Try it multiple times before you decide to cut that friend off. Step number three, they try to get you to stumble or put you in compromising situations to your faith. A good friend is not going to ask you to go out drinking all night. (laughs) They know that you are saved. They know that the Bible talks about not getting drunk. So a good friend is not going to put you in those situations that compromise your faith. And I'm just using that as an example, but a friend is not going to put you in compromising situations. That is a tempter. Um, that is somebody who, uh, maybe the enemy is using to undermine your faith. Um, this might be somebody you need to pray about and say, Hey God, is this somebody I'm supposed to lead to Christ? Is this person supposed to be in my life at all? Is this somebody I need to cut off? Whatever the case is. Uh, step number four, they refuse counsel. They refuse to change. So this comes after you've tried forgiveness first or second or third or fourth. And I'm not going to tell you how many times you need to forgive your friend, but be Holy Spirit led. But if they have decided within themselves that, They are not going to change. They might even tell you, uh, that's just something I'm not going to change about myself. Pray and ask God if this needs to continue. It might be time to let that friend go. And step number five, know when it's mentorship versus a friendship. Mentees don't need to know everything. And this is just a word of wisdom for me. This is, I don't have scripture to back this up. Um, but what I have seen in my own personal life, sometimes people who are in relationship with you are not supposed to be your friend and walk alongside you but maybe you're ahead or maybe you're behind and this is a mentee mentorship type of relationship in which case there will probably be boundaries um because especially if you're dealing with a baby christian somebody new to the faith um you know they've got their own thing going on they've got uh all this other stuff they're learning about christ um i just say use wisdom with what you share Uh, with your mentee if you're a mentor and mentees you don't need to know everything that is going on in your mentor's life that's just me personally now if you are a spiritual daughter if you are um, a spiritual son you usually have more access because that is a higher level of relationship but if you're a mentee mentor type of relationship um, be just holy spirit led and what you tell that person or what you receive from your mentor 
that's just a word of wisdom for me take it with a grain of salt because it's not the word of god but anyway that is it that is all for our friendship episode be on the lookout guys i have multiple episodes coming out i think i'm just gonna put them out in rapid fire i don't know um but i'm excited about what's coming uh, around the corner thank you guys for being such faithful listeners and you know just let me post when i need to post and when not posting when i don't need to post i appreciate it and um if you like the podcast make sure you subscribe and put a five-star review that would really help me out i am trying to make this my full-time job i love this stuff and i would love to talk to you guys daily if we get sponsorships if we continue to grow like how we're growing that is possible and you will hear more from me and with that stay saved out there because things are getting crazy peace Thank you.